All right. Hello and welcome to the Juggernaut Podcast. This is episode number five. My name is Anthony James, and I am joined today with my co-host, Miss Stephanie Flood. Say hello, Stephanie. Hello, Gold Nation. How are you today, Anthony? I am doing fabulous. Thank you, Stephanie. I am so excited for our interview today with Chief Executive Officer James O'Brien. This is going to be an exciting conversation. Uh, Stephanie, I mean, what do you have to say about James? I mean, where do we start? Where do we begin? I think we could do this podcast for about a week and not run out of content. (laughs) I just know that we're all going to learn something about leadership and passion today. I agree. Well, before we get started, a quick reminder, this podcast, of course, is dedicated to helping professionals in the real estate space become an unstoppable force, a juggernaut. We believe that when the real estate professional gets better, everybody wins. And just as a reminder, we release a brand new podcast on the third Wednesday of every month. And if you're looking for more information, you can check us out online, www.juggernautpodcast.com. All right. Without further ado, Stephanie, I'm going to hand it over to you. If you would do us the honor and privilege of introducing James O'Brien. I think today we have the actual juggernaut of real estate in the room with us, Mr. James O'Brien. Let me give you a little bit of background just in case you don't know James. He's been in the real estate industry since the mid 80s and has operated both his own brokerage or his own lending company at different times. Joined the Remax brand in 1993 and has had the honor and privilege of leading Gold Nation for more than 21 years now. James is a graduate of the University of Pacific in Stockton and a Stockton native, and he was ranked number 66 of the most influential people in real estate in the Swan Pole 200 for 2020. James, say hello to our audience. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me to the Juggernaut Podcast. I have been waiting for my invitation. We are so glad to have you here. So, James, to get us started, can you tell us how you started in the real estate industry? Many of the agents listening today don't know about your start on Main Street in Placerville. 579 Main Street, Placerville, California, 1987. So you've got a picture, a shingle out in front of the building, beautiful matte gray paint, white painting on the front of it saying Colleen Malone Construction under slash J.E. O'Brien Real Estate Broker. And we were so excited. It was a momentous moment for both of us. All 300 square feet at 579 Main Street in Placerville, California. Colleen would build houses, and I would sell the houses that Colleen would build, and we saw an empire in the future. Today, you can go back to 579 Main Street, and guess what? You can have a sweet roll, because it is home of Sweetie Pies, one of the finest uh, dining establishments in all of Placerville, California. (laughs) Uh, James, I want to kind of... Get this conversation going around your decision to partner and choose the brand of Remax. I mean, as J.E. O'Brien Real Estate Independent Broker, 1987. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So I'd love for you to kind of share with the audience today, you know, what went into your thoughts around, you know, the future of how you wanted to build this massive juggernaut of Remax and all of Gold Nation and the decision process that you had to kind of walk through to figure out 
you know, which brand you were going to partner with and how that was going to help you get to the level of success and size and scale for your real estate operation? Well, in 1987, I really didn't know much. So I knew that we wanted to build an incredible company. And I knew that I could afford 300 square feet at 579 Main Street in Placerville, California. But that was pretty much the size of it. Mm -hmm. So as the years progressed, and as we built our first unbranded real estate brokerage, I was joined by incredible people like Steve Davies, Jane Layton, Carrie Lane, Carrie Kiefer, Charles West, Patrick O'Brien. Yes, he is my brother. And these people, more than anything else, just trusted that together we would build something special. But they were missing some of the tools and some of the weaponry that goes along with building something that is special and perhaps even more significantly competitive. So when we decided to move in a different direction, one of the things we looked for was a brand that could be scaled. So we were looking for a brand where no agent who worked in our organization would ever lose a listing presentation because of the question of a brand. And Remax was a brand that was available. So when we closed down operations in El Dorado County and my brother Patrick and I moved to Sacramento, we moved to the Remax brand in 1993 and have not looked back since. Wow. That's incredible. And, you know, James, I've, I've been with our fine brand now for 18 years, and uh, I can appreciate the power of our brand in that competitive listing environment. I've used it time and time again to go out there and compete in the marketplace and figure out ways to bring value to the consumers that we're serving. What an incredible journey this company has been on since 1993, 1994. And let's kind of share with the audience now the juggernaut that we are. How, how big, how, how large has this organization grown uh, over the years as you have been leading the charge as the chief executive officer for Gold Nation? Well, the organization today is nearly cresting $11 billion in annual sales comprised of 2,200 extraordinary agents covering most of California and Northern Nevada. And we are so incredibly grateful for the incredible trip that it has been and the people who have helped us to get here. Okay, so all the way from Main Street, 300 square feet, now into two states and 101 offices. So my question from that is, what has driven you to lead the organization to such lofty goals and achieving them for that matter? In a word, we are relentless. So every day, in every aspect, we strive to be better than we were the day before. And then the next morning we wake up and we do it again. And we do it for our employees. We do it for our agents. We do it for our, our agents' clients. And each day we look to improve the way we conduct ourselves in our business environment to get better and better. And it's that relentlessness over decades that has made the most profound difference. Mm -hmm. So, James, I want to talk about this relentless mindset 
that you obviously have harnessed over you know many decades of leading this organization. And you know I have to imagine that through this journey, there's been some adversities and markets will twist and turn and they'll do different things. And you know how have you been able to uh, just stay focused and stay relentless even when market conditions and headwinds might be against you on any given day or year. And, you know, certainly we find ourselves in uh, in one of those moments now with uh, COVID-19, of course, and, you know, the new challenges that, that that has brought to the organization. But this is one of, I mean, how many, how many challenges like this have you seen and how do you stay focused on overcoming and pushing through and pushing the organization forward? You're right, Anthony. The number of challenges has been countless. But I want to go back to the idea of being relentless and what that means. In order to be relentless, you really have to be inspired by something. And in my case, I am immensely fortunate because my inspiration has been drawn from just an incredible group of people who have shared a big dream that we collectively believe in. So the relentlessness has come from inspiration. You know, the people include my partner and friend of 25 years, Mike Mobley, uh, our newest partner and the leader of the South, Keith Myers, you know, Fritz Gruppi, Jerry Abbott, John and Teresa Renwick in the North, our extraordinary leadership team, which includes you and Stephanie, our agents, their clients, and my family. So every day when challenges have presented themselves, and those challenges have you know, perhaps led us to think that today may be the day that we cut back on that relentlessness, there's been an inspiration, and the inspiration has been you know, largely driven by the people who I've been fortunate enough to work with. So once you know who you're working for, then you need that big inspirational dream. And I would suggest that one needs to think about those things in life that you felt most passionate about, most competitive about, the things that have driven you in your life. And you ask yourself the question, can I apply that level of passion to what I'm doing right now? And if you can, that in fact is your big dream. So back to me, um, I've been surrounded by the right people. We have shared what is for us a correct dream and that has created the inspiration which has driven that relentlessness through thick and thin. So I'm guessing in the middle of those countless challenges over the many years being surrounded by the right people, I'm sure that there were moments where a challenge just loomed large and maybe you had to adjust your outlook or your approach due to what you were facing. Is there a time where you, you had something like that, where you had to make an adjustment? As we spoke of before, anytime you have a big dream, you're going to face adversity. There will be people who would dis will discourage you uh, from going after your dreams. There certainly will be competitors who will get in the way of accomplishing those dreams. So to your point, absolutely. But you don't really adjust your goals or your outlook. You adjust your strategies for achieving those goals. And the outlook, it needs to be consistent 
because the outlook is really what carries you through those challenges and that adversity. So James, you know, we, we all remember 2008 and the challenges that, of course, the industry was facing then uh, with the recession that was looming and the challenges in the real estate market. You know, how did you change your mindset and your goals to adapt in that changing environment? Well, here's the crazy thing, Anthony. Not everybody in our business or in our company at this point does remember 2008, which is kind of wild because it seems, you know, it seems for me like it was yesterday. But there are many people who came into the business in 2012 and beyond who have never seen that kind of adversity, you know, economic adversity as opposed to COVID-driven adversity, for instance. And it is something when it looms up on the horizon you know, it is a dark cloud and you see it coming and then it sticks around and it rains for a really long time. But again, it's not so much that you adjust your mindset, but rather you adjust your strategy. And the biggest adjustment in that great recession was 30 seconds left, two point lead, opposition has the ball and the crowd is crying out, defense defense, defense, because an organization that for a very long time played relentless offense had to relearn the game. So from 2008 to May 15th of 2011, which by the way was the inflection point of the Great Recession, for that time period it was necessary to reinvent what we did from a strategy standpoint, to make sure that we could play good enough defense to be around for 2012 and beyond. And again, the opportunity for us lay in the people who were playing alongside us, our teammates, our partners, our agents, our employees, who all buckled down and got through that together recognizing that, I hate to be trite, but that the challenge wouldn't last, but the great people would. So that's my, that is my recollection of the Great Recession. It's amazing to me to think that, of course, we have a lot of people listening that weren't in the industry then, and that really does feel like that wasn't that long ago. But fast forward to this year, where we're in what many people are calling the strangest year of their lives. And, and I, I don't think that's really hyperbole at this point. But let's fast forward to the challenges that we've been facing this year in contrast to 2008. When we were facing the shutdown earlier this year and everything that accompanied that, how did you and, and the company change your approach or maintain your approach and your mindset to get through that? You're right, Stephanie. 2020 has been unlike anything in my experience, not just in the industry, but in my experience, period. March 19th, 2020, afternoon rolls around. California shuts down. And I awaken on the 20th thinking, how do we take care of the thousands of people who depend upon Gold Nation? How do we take care of the people who rely upon that which we have historically been able to provide for decades? 
And I have never been more proud of a group of people than I was of the employees and the agents of Gold Nation in the days and the weeks and now the months that have followed. So many of the methods that we had used for such a long time had to be completely re-engineered. Reinvention. What we did not change, however, we may have improved even further than we had ever achieved before. And that is our ability to take care of each other and to take care of our clients. So all of that reimagination, all of that reinvention was designed around a common mission, a common goal. Take better care of each other, take better care of our clients. And amazingly, we emerged a more powerful gold nation than we were in February of 2020. And I am my hat's off. I don't have a hat. But if I had one, my hat's off to the members of Gold Nation. Because really, not only has it been the biggest challenge of my life, but it's also been the most rewarding experience of my life, seeing the reaction to it. I want to add one more thing to that. Those who were rightfully paralyzed by the experience, and I'm talking about you know in fear, and, and, and in fact, to the point where they didn't know which end was up or what they were going to do. I found that many of them got through that, and I know, you know I did, by recognizing that there were others less fortunate. That as bad as it was for us, that we were surrounded by others who had it worse than we did. And that made it kind of our obligation to rise above it because we needed to be grateful for the fact that we were not the most afflicted. So 2020 is going to live absolutely in infamy, but it's also going to live as one of the most important experiences, I think, of our company's life. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, James. I want to uh, go back, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to go back briefly uh, to something you said a moment ago. You talked about taking great care of our clients. And I think that's a really important point to kind of elaborate on. I believe that, uh, you know, today's competitive landscape brings new challenges and the value of the realtor, I believe, is, you know, kind of under scrutiny at times. And so, you know, what would you uh, what would you share with an agent today around, you know, the realtor's value and how we as REMAX agents can go out there, take incredible care of our clients and compete against the competitive landscape that exists today? That's a really important question. One of the things that this period of time has taught us is something we already knew, but was being brought heavily into question, which is the value of the work that our extraordinary agents do. There's a timelessness to being one of the best agents associated with the best company and the best brand. There's a level of consumer expectation that just rises with crisis. And along with that rising level of expectation comes the need for just the most extraordinary agents representing the most extraordinary companies. I am so proud that during this period of time, our agents rose those expectations. 
as you uh, probably observed, there were some other environments within our industry that may have been fashioning themselves to be at the cutting edge of the industry before the crisis hit that became invisible once the crisis presented itself. Again, there's a timelessness to the quality work, to the craftsman-like work that our real estate agents do and that the company supports them in. And I think that is one of the best takeaways for our gold nation, that they are needed now, they're going to be needed in the future, and that they do not need to uh, constantly question that, but rather rest assured that the customer, the consumer, the client, more times than not recognizes that value. Mm -hmm. So James, offense versus defense. If you're a realtor today, I mean, you're a realtor today, but if you were in the market today serving buyers and sellers and you were building your real estate business as an agent, is it a time for aggressive offense or defense in your opinion? It is time for relentless offense. Yeah. It is time for offense every day in every way. It is absolutely the, the golden key to continuing to achieve in our industry. Defense is, as I explained earlier, necessary during a deep recession. We're not in a deep recession. We're in a period where great accomplishments can be achieved, and especially by the people of the quality of the people in Gold Nation. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you get asked this question. I know I've been asked it plenty of times. Um, the future, right? We all want the crystal ball. What does the future look like? What does 2021 look like? Do you have any industry insights to share with the audience about, you know, the next year and beyond, in your opinion, as far as what the industry will bring uh, opportunity-wise for our agents? Yeah, I attend events. Now, of course, I attend them on Zoom rather than attending them in person. But I attend events where I listen to the great soothsayers who look into their crystal balls and they somehow magically see the future and it's been my experience that they are right about 50% of the time. But there is something that is always right. And that is the people who work the hardest, who are most diligent in their efforts, they will prevail. So I guess, Anthony, I've got a much narrower view. And my view is that our great members of Gold Nation are fully equipped to absolutely thrive in all markets ahead. Okay, so we've talked about inspiration and we've talked about being relentless and how your goals and your mindset has, has remained the same. I'm wondering if you can share with our audience any favorite books or authors or quotes that might help feed into your inspiration. I brought four of them with me today. Not four quotes. But four books. And here's the cool thing. I, don't, I guess we've got a way to do this. These books, the first individual who listens to this extraordinary podcast and requests them, I'll make sure that you get it. So here they are. And if you're not the fortunate recipient, you should still go buy these books. So in no particular order, one of my favorites, a very easy book to read. It's short, concise, and to the point. It's called The Dip. And it's by Seth Godin. And what the dip tells you is 
kind of what we talked about earlier. You're going to run into challenges. Anticipate that you're going to run into challenges anytime you set off on an extraordinary venture. And that way you're prepared when they happen and you can get up the other side of that dip. So the dip. Second of all, a children's book for anybody who has children out there. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. Uh, It is an extraordinary book of kindness and I believe really helps kids to see the value in treating each other with fairness and kindness. And it's also beautifully illustrated. Third, from my partner in San Joaquin County, a fantastic practical book addressing the real estate industry and many of the trials and travails that go along with it. It's called Enjoyed the Ride. It's written by uh, none other than Fritz Gruppi. And lastly, shameless plug, my brother, Patrick O'Brien, has written four espionage books based during World War II era, very, very loosely based upon the experiences of my dad, Leonard O'Brien. And not just because he's my brother, I'm telling you, these are awesome books. So Corridor of Darkness was the first one. Patrick O'Brien is the author. So there are four reading recommendations for you. Anybody who's ever seen my office knows that it's, it's littered with books. There are books, books, and more books, but these are the four I pulled for our conversation today. To be a hard choice, just narrowing it down to, to it was. four. I'm surprised that you didn't wheel a cart in here with with a stack I was of think, books. I was thinking about it. <laughs> Those are great choices for our audience, and we'll have information on our website on JuggernautPodcast.com of how you can respond to get a copy of one of those books. So if you're listening, check it out. Well, we we are so honored to have had you here with us today, James, to share your insights with all of Gold Nation and the real estate community. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave with our audience today? The honor has been mine. I mean that absolutely. Here Here are my closing thoughts. Surround yourself with incredible people, with incredible supportive people. Create a big dream that you believe in with all your heart. Know that there will be challenges along the way. And knowing that, play the long game. Know that what's going to happen with your dream is not going to happen immediately. And that means you need to celebrate the victories all along the way. You need to support each other. And in all of that, you need to be relentless. James O'Brien, thank you so much for your time here on the Juggernaut Podcast. It has been an absolute honor and privilege to have this conversation with you. Uh, The final thought that I just want to leave and that I believe has really come from this conversation is this connection between inspiration and gratitude. And I believe that if you are grateful, and by evidence of this conversation, James, I know that you are extremely grateful for the people that you have surrounded yourself with for the organization that has been built, and for every challenge, trial and tribulation and market uh, change that has come your way, I sensed a, a, a sense of gratefulness no matter what is going on in the marketplace. If we learn to be grateful, it helps drive the inspiration of us moving forward. So with that, James, again, thank you so much. Uh, I am grateful for this conversation, and I know our audiences as well. Beautifully said. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Stephanie. 